0: All right, guys, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. If you're someone who is seeking uncommon results, this podcast is for you. Success, happiness, and wisdom. What do these words mean to you? I think we can all agree that we'll probably all have slightly different definitions of each. In these podcasts, I get to dive deeply into conversations with some amazing innovators, influencers, and trendsetters that have had different versions of how they define the terms yet have come out on the other side with amazing, uncommon results. At some point in their lives, they have decided to unshackle themselves from the norm and go beyond all boundaries. All right, well, thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of Beyond All Boundaries. I'm John Waters, and uh, I have a special guest today, Brett Bowers. Uh, Brett's the land man, the land shark, the land boss, right? All, all, all things land-related, right, man?
1: Love it. Yeah. As long as you don't call me the sand man, I don't want to put anybody to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: And uh, just, just for our listeners no, we did not call each other and pre-plan the color of our shirts today. It was, uh, you know, I don't know. We both uh, decided to put blue on, but here we are. Right, man.
1: Winners wear blue. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, Brett, Hey man, I want to thank you for joining the show today. And um, why don't you give the listeners a little background about yourself and kind of, where you're at where you started and we'll just we'll we'll just dig into things that you have experienced along your way of entrepreneurship and things that you're doing
1: yeah john thanks so much for having me on the beyond all boundaries podcast love the name and you know that's part of life and it's like, i feel like we've just we're always constantly having to get beyond our boundaries and our struggles and you know it's that's kind of what what I've been through, and I, we've all had struggles. And I love hearing other people's struggles, not just their successes. But so I pretty much started, uh, you know, in real estate. I know your financial background, but I'm real estate background, army officer background. But I started in 2007. I, I had just got my real estate license, and <clears throat> I was ready to buy my first house. And the reason why I got my real estate license because I wanted to be a real estate boss. Like I wanted to be like somebody one day type thing. So I was like, okay, I'll have a license. I'll get to see all the all the sweet deals come across my desk and I'll snag the ones I want. So I found one and I didn't even have the money for the earnest money deposit. So I had to call great grandma and ask for a loan. And I said, don't worry, I'll pay you back because I'm going to get a real estate commission from this, uh, this purchase because I'm the buyer's agent. So I will pay you back. She's like, it's okay, Brent. If you don't, it comes out of your inheritance. Well, I did pay her back, but I never saw that inheritance she was talking about. I think she was just trying to make sure I paid <laughs> her back. She's a smart woman. She was very smart. Um, but anyhow, you know, bought that house and then moved out of it almost within three or four months and rented it out because I had moved to the coast to start my real estate career, I was going to be, you know, a hotshot real estate agent, and everyone knows what happened in 2008. Um, and I was getting, you know, punched in the face on a daily basis. I think I went through about a pair of shoes each month because I was hitting the doors, I was door knocking, I was doing everything they told me to do, um, but it just wasn't working for me. And you know, I might have been just surrounding myself with the wrong people and not reading the right books. But I quit in my mind. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. I'm gonna go back to school and get an education. Uh, so my grandpa told me, he's like, hey, the military will pay for your college education. I tried to join the Air Force. Um, they like politely said, we're not going to take you into the Air Force, uh, but you can try next door. There's a nice army recruiter next door. So I went next door. I'm very coachable. I went next door and was in the military uh, within a month in basic training. And about two months after that, I was in Afghanistan um, within almost like four months of being in the military. And then, well,
0: Well, first, first, Brent, I wanted to say thank you for your service, because I mean, that's a huge dedication and an effort, you know, and especially to get deployed, um, right out of, right out of basic basically, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got shipped to Europe. Uh, we, we settled in our house, me and my uh, first wife, and then I was gone after that left her in Europe by herself and was gone 364 days and then back for one year and then gone again, And, uh, you know, that was a fun ride, the military and being in Europe was a great ride, but I I had this, you know, inclination. I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. I had that, that urge. So as soon as I got back to the United States, you know, I started my real estate career back up and started wholesaling houses because everyone says, Hey, you can wholesale houses. It's the easiest thing in real estate. And then I got turned on to land and that was way easier than houses. And started kind of flipping land and then building a passive income business around it. And then eventually it paid me enough each month to get out of the military so I can be home with my family um, and see my children every day. So quite a few obstacles in that time frame, but that's about myself in a long uh, roundabout way. And that's here awesome. we are in Colorado talking to each other. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. So, so did the military. So think back to, you know, when you were in in California, was it California? Is that where you were? Uh, when I was in the military, no, 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 no. But I mean, when you when you were first got into uh, real estate,
1: no, I was actually in Florida. In Florida. Oh, Florida,
0: okay. So when you when you went into when you went into the military, right, and you had this mindset of being an entrepreneur and, and still wanted to run your own business, what things did the military um, maybe help with that? In, yeah. in regards to did did that help with some mindset shifting? What things did you take away from your military background? You know, as you were trying to get out of the uh, out of the military and into running your own business.
1: Oh, first I would say it was would be patience. I learned so much patience going through basic training. You stand in line to eat. You stand in line to shower. You stand in line to get your hair cut. You stand in line to buy your deodorant and your toothpaste at the PX. And it was always hurry, hurry, hurry and then waits. And then you wait to go on leave. You wait to see your family. You wait for most of the time I would wait for bedtime because I was so exhausted and basic training. And then I learned perseverance because, you know, we're always struggling, always, always training. And we always wanted to train harder than you fight, because if you can get used to training hard, you're going to fight easy type thing. So then I learned, you know, perseverance and mental toughness and just the ability to know that you can operate on like little to no sleep. And get up early and get so much things accomplished before half of the world wakes up. Um, so patience, perseverance, and getting your butt up early. <laughs> <laughs> now, do
0: you now do you still get up at the crack of dawn, or do you still do you try to get some get some rest?
1: My goal every day is 4 a.m. I don't always hit it. It's like I shoot for the moon, hit the light pole sometimes. So I was up by like 4:40 this morning. Um, so yeah, I try, I try try to be early to rise. Awesome. So then, so
0: after the military, right, or you, you were getting in, you were not after the military, but during the time of your military, you were, you were starting to do some deals and you, and you mentioned wholesaling, right? And then you got into land. So tell me a little bit about more in detail about, you know, being the land shark and, and investing in land and talk about what you're doing there
1: yeah absolutely you know i was doing some house wholesaling and i i had a a mentor i'd hired a mentor to coach me along the whole entire process of wholesaling houses well as an army officer i wasn't able to well really anybody in the army you have a very short time frame uh as far as you know your lunch break and you're pretty much on base from you know 6 a.m to 6 p.m it seemed like so i didn't really have a lot of time to meet with sellers so i wasn't doing a great job of buying houses. Uh, So I heard another podcast, I was always searching for answers, like I've got to improve this system a little bit. And I heard this guy talking about buying land at extreme massive discounts, you know, and that was at the tax auctions. Well, I didn't know anything about tax auctions, but I know I had been mailing a list, the tax delinquent list, and it had all this vacant land records on it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to launch this list. I'm going I'm to mail this. So I sent out 687 postcards to just vacant land on the tax delinquent list. I got 85 phone calls and I did two land deals within two weeks that both netted me over $4,500. So that's kind of how I was turned on the land. And that second one I did was passive income. I, I seller financed it. So I got $400 a month for the next nine months. And so I now have just replicated that. Replicated. We built a buying machine and a selling machine, and sometimes we get paid eight or nine times a day on a, on a, on land. Several parcels. So
0: are, are you holding the land, or just, or both?
1: Uh, both. So I ninety percent of the time we buy the land and hold it and sell or find, We sell it on a contract for deed or a land Not contract, um, so we can get monthly payments and also sell it at a premium. And uh, there's a lot more people out there that can afford three or four five hundred dollars a month. Rather than five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for a piece of land. Now we do flip occasionally and wholesale occasionally because eventually we run out of money. And you know, I'm always looking for other people to lend us money to buy land, but eventually Brent Bowers runs out of money and I've got to flip some and you know, replenish the the, uh, the reserves.
0: Wow. So when you're when you're doing that, like what what goes through your mind and, and if you want to share with, with the viewers, like as you're looking at these these land deals and these land prices, is there something that kind of sticks out in your mind that says, okay, this is going to be a good deal or a bad deal or something that we should either walk away from or, you know,
1: Right. So John, I'll pretty much buy any piece of land. I can get a massive discount on now, if it's got like a a junkyard or environmental issues or a building with asbestos, we'll run from it. Um, I accidentally bought a junkyard one time, uh, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't mess with anything that's like spillage or just, you know, right. nasty, like, cause you don't know what you're going to run into, but mostly anything else will buy.
0: So do you, so when you do that, like do you have to go out and look at the land or do you just have <laughs> topical maps of it or how are you going about doing that? Are you going to the, the courtyard and getting the, the, uh, the land easements and
1: stuff around it? Yeah, generally we do not go out and look at the land unless there's something funny going on. We'll either send somebody to it or if it's close enough, we'll, we'll one of my team members will go to it. Um, but generally we have about 15 or 16 due diligence items we check. Um, and if any of your list, listeners are interested in that, um, if you hit me up on Instagram, Brent L. Bowers, I'd be more than happy to share that list with you. Um, and then we also run title. You know, we do everything we can. You know, now we check Google Earth to make sure there's no junkyard on it
0: yeah with with technology it makes it a little bit easier right
1: it's so true and i think that's one of the check checklist uh checklist items is check google earth you don't want to buy a junkyard because all 15 of those things have caught me at one time (laughs) caught me with my pants down type thing so how
0: long have you been doing this
1: early 2016 is when i started i'm still practicing
0: yeah and then you're, but you're also in the, in the um, stages of coaching and, and helping people. Um, am I right? Helping people understand how you're doing that, what you're doing.
1: Yeah, you got it. You know, we set up such a, such a successful operation. And, and honestly, I couldn't do this without my amazing team uh, that helped me. And they're in there selling land right now. Um, I heard one of them kind of like do a, like a, Whoo! <laughs> I assume that's <laughs> a land sale. I hope it is anyways. Or we just bought one uh, yeah. at a massive discount. Um we call it the LOL, the land offer letter. When one comes back signed, we laugh out loud because we know we just got a massive discount or a smoking hot deal. But yeah, you know, I have been encouraged by a mutual friend of ours and a mastermind, uh, Tom Kroll. Uh, he helped me set up a coaching course. And I am now part of Wholesaling Inc. Uh, as their official land coach. And yeah, we're coaching people. I, I started back at about, I think, seven eight months ago now. And awesome. we built the course around 16 actual people doing land deals. So, so what, has no. been,
0: what, is, what has been the biggest takeaway that you have now that you've been coaching? Cause I, you know, doing, doing the task or doing, being in it, right. Being in the business, right. Is one thing. And now that you're kind of sharing your knowledge and, you know, has there been some eye-opening moments, like as you're actually coaching people on this, some things that maybe were just so easy for you on a daily task yes. basis versus now you're trying to, help students or help your um, peers learn how to do this?
1: I will say that uh, helping students and helping peers, helping, helping friends is the hardest because they don't listen to you because you're a friend. (laughs) Um, But it's actually been probably one of the biggest challenges of my entire life. It's kept me up a lot at night. um, Seeing guys struggle with this that have paid me money. Um, You know, and that's one thing. And the reason why they're struggling is not because land is hard. It's because it's something in their mind. So it's most of my coaching calls are not about how to buy and sell land and how to do your due diligence and how to do title work and how to price it right. It's something in their their psychology that they're afraid. So it's literally the the biggest eye opening thing for me that you just asked to answer your question is learning how to give people permission to be successful with this and the confidence to keep taking the steps forward because we know enough today to get us through tonight to when we lay our head on the bed, say our prayer, thank the Lord for the day. And then tomorrow we'll learn what we need to get through tomorrow. So it's just giving people the confidence and the permission and the encouragement and the motivation to, for them to keep moving forward and get those letters out, you know, get those land offer letters out. And that's the biggest thing. It's just getting people to take action.
0: You know It's really interesting. And in, in, in a lot of the coaching that I've, that I've received, right. Running my businesses and I've always had a coach and um, you know, doing some awesome stuff with Sean McCluskey this year in the leadership boardroom. Um, and uh, it's amazing though, how we can put, roadblocks what i call our bs our belief system right and how hard we are on ourselves and how we can really just get in our own way and and the noise that we tell ourselves is just beyond me about how we prevent ourselves from becoming successful right and it's like breaking those barriers down and breaking through that stuff it's not easy it's a daily effort and a daily challenge wouldn't you agree
1: oh man i 100 it's a daily challenge you know And the hardest part is just, it's like almost like going to the gym or taking that run. The hardest part is that first is just stepping into the gym. Once you're there, you're, you're there. Or once you start that run, the hardest part is putting those darn shoes on, you know, get moving. And then it's like, once it starts happening is, oh my God, is this all real? Like, why do I deserve this? Like I grew up in, you know, and, and poverty or whatever. I was talking to a guy yesterday. He said, I grew up in a trailer park. I take my children there and show them from time to time. It's like, that's why you're so successful. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting because
0: a lot of times we feel like we're not deserving of our success either. Right. And I think that, I mean, there's a whole host of issues that we deal with as entrepreneurs and even successful people. I think that people just, you know, really don't realize, well, I, I think they, I shouldn't say that people do realize and we are hard on ourselves and I think it's, you know, to go out there and find a coach and find somebody, you know, I find it really fascinating that, you know, you're not talking about doing title work, you're not talking about the actual deals itself. You're talking about more of the potential aspect of helping people yeah. get to the position that they need to get to. And I, I my guess is that probably wasn't even come across your mind.
1: Probably. No, it's, it's not. And, and, you know, Tom Kroll, he told me, he's like, what you think will make someone a successful land investor like yourself is, is completely wrong. And I was like, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, it's so true. He is absolutely true. Um, he was so right, I should say. But uh, you're right. It's like stuff I'm putting in my course now. It's like, all right, let's, you know, I, I keep refilling my, filming my course. Sometimes I'll, I'll, and I'll put the videos in between and adjust it. And I'm always building it. It's like a living course dynamic. Sometimes I'll have a beard. Sometimes my hair will be short. Sometimes I'll be wearing a blue shirt. Sometimes I'll be wearing a pink shirt, you know, <laughs> you name it. Yeah, man. Well, cause it's, it's gotta constantly adapt and change. And as,
0: as what you're experiencing, right. Um, a lot of your, a lot of the young investors are experiencing that a lot of people that are trying to get into they're running their own business. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, when I look back and just, man, there's just so many things, you know, one of the things that there's a number of things that I would do all over again, right. As running their own business. So true. I mean, it's just, but what would be one of the takeaways or what would be the, like, as you look back at your, your career, right? To be military to it all. What would be, and, and this might be a hard question, but is there like one thing, Brent, that you would absolutely never do over again?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would say, I actually know. I have no regrets because I was telling you about how I threw in the towel. I quit on real estate and joined the military. But if mm-hmm. it wasn't for that, like I wouldn't be who I am today. So I think everything was set for that reason. Everything, like God had the ordained plan for me to follow those steps and to fail. And, you know, I almost say I, I wouldn't have quit on the soldier of the year competition for the brigade because I quit, I hurt my back. On the other hand, it, it turned into something else. So it's like, I almost want to say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have quit here. But no, I wouldn't change anything. I may have hired a coach sooner, <laughs> yeah. hired, hired this person sooner or hired a team faster. You know, I would have made some adjust adjustments. Like I was just telling you about, I, 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 before our call here or our recording here, I just hired a, uh, a personal trainer. It's like, he was a former bodybuilder. Um, And it's just getting me so much further and, you know, strength now and doing things the right way. Like I didn't realize, like I could, I lowered the weight on the bench press but now I'm doing it correctly rather than hyperextending my shoulders and my elbows and my hands. And I'm not super sore, but, you know, I think it was just hiring a team faster, hired a coach faster. Um, it's many things,
0: you know, and I think it's you brought up a good point. And I think that it's really critical to really invest in yourself. And I think um, it's really important. I mean, wh- no matter what that is, right. We got to continue to invest in ourselves, whether it's uh, physical development, personal development, um, spiritual development, all those different types of things. We have to really invest in ourselves. And it's hard because, you know, we're, we're, we're in the grind, we're doing the things day to day. And it's just like, you know, how much, you know, there's only so much capital in the world, right? You only have so much money, but I really feel like, you know, when you look at the successful entrepreneurs and the people that are, that that are in a mastermind and people that we're affiliated with and associated with, um, you know, they've all done that. We've all done that, right? Like people have invested, thousands and thousands of hours into their development. And, you know, there's things that we have done um, that we thought would be the golden ticket and it just failed miserably, miserably too, right? And, and to your point, you, you the idea of perseverance, I think that is just something that's so critical because, you know, things don't always just happen as easy as, more, you know, right? It's not just you wake up one day and you're just successful. It, it takes a grind, it takes effort. And just, you know, the things that we've learned along the way, um, you know, and, and just the people that you meet, I think, I think the relationships and the connections that we have is probably in my own world has been the biggest impact on me is just the relationships that I've been able to culture develop um, in my careers. That, that's what makes it exciting. That's what actually has led me to be, become successful. It's other people speaking into me, you know, calling me on of my blind spots, right? Or, or I think. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And they're just, they're just over there shaking their head. They're like, okay, well, you're just going to do whatever it is that you want to do. But, 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 when you fail, then they'll say you're right. Right. I mean, it's true.
1: Yeah. They watch you wreck. They, they know you're about to wreck and that's what a good coach. I mean, you know, raise your hand as high as you can. All right. We're doing a raise, now, raise the- it a little higher, raise yeah. it a little higher. See I just coached you to go further than what you were trying to go by yourself you know, and that's, that's it. And that's so true. And I love that you said, you know, successful habits, really, you know, success, whatever that definition is for you, it's different for everybody. But, you know, once you finally write it down and you hit that goal, you got to take the time to celebrate it and just, you know, put a cap to it. And then it's all about your daily habits. Like, you know, if you've set out to make a hundred phone calls today, and you only make 99, and then you make 99 tomorrow and your goal was hundred and you make 99 the next day. You're, you're failing every day. You're failing by one call every day. Like at the end of the week, seven days, you're 21 phone calls behind. And there's a great book by Darren Hardy talking about the compound effect, or you might drink too many beers every night, two or three beers every night. will compound that by 10 years. Like those are bad decisions. And then now let's reverse opposite. You work out five days a week every single day or every single every single week well that compounds and look think of where you'll be at in 10 years Or read. So
0: you made a good you made a really good analogy there too and, and it's, it's the process and like my mentality is and my wife talks to me about this all the time she's like if you keep looking for immediate results you're never going to be happy it's, it's you got to buy into the process right it's a process it's a, it's a time thing but I want things right now, right here. Like, you know, we were talking before the recording about, you know, I was joking around about doing 75 light, right. But still like even the fact that, you know, I'm day 40 in or something, I expect to be like a totally new person. And it's like, John, this is a process and you can't just stop at 75 days either. Like it, it needs to continue on. Right. And it, a year back from now, that's probably when you'll see the results, right? And I think the true is true. I think the same is true in business too. You know, it's it's planting the seeds, it's it's plowing the field, it's doing all the work. And I think, you know, there's oftentimes when I look around and I see people, I'm like, "Man, man, it's just so easy for them. But then when you hear their story, right? And you look at all the things that led up to where they are, it's a journey that most people wouldn't want to take.
1: Oh, yeah. So true. That's so true. Like most people aren't willing to, you know, okay, I'm all motivated. It's eight o'clock at night. I'm going to go to bed early and get up and hit it hard the next morning. And then that alarm clock goes off at 4 a.m. And it's like, I can snooze a little while longer. Yeah. That is like the biggest mistake ever to hit that snooze button. And it's just, it's all part of the process. And, you know, you said something that just made me think about this. And, you know, imagine if you could become a half percent, like not 1%, but a half percent better every single day of the week, which is, it's probably impossible, you know, but okay, let's shoot for a half and maybe hit for, you know, 0.001, you know, uh, like a a quarter of a percent maybe, or one fourth of a percent. But if you just did a half percent better every single day, times 365 days in the year you're 182 percent better at the end of the year so just imagine that it all adds up it compounds and you're right i think we all want immediate results you know we got i I blame amazon for that that next day shipping stuff or sometimes you have like four hours i really think it's jeff bezos fault like for all of this you know i might get sued now but um it's it's the amazon effect really we want it now like we could have like printer toner in almost four hours. If you live like within two hours away from Amazon distribution centers, just crazy. Right?
0: Yeah, I I think there is. I mean, and that's just even the the American culture too. It's just, you know, we want, we want, we want, we don't want to postpone or delay gratification. We want it now. We want it here. We want it often. I mean, that's even in the finance world. I mean, if you look at where people are at, I mean, you know, the American population isn't saving nearly enough because why we want to enjoy our lifestyle. And we'll do whatever we can to, to have that lifestyle. And we really postpone, or we don't postpone the delay the gratification. And it's just, it's really interesting, right? Because we just have this mindset of here now, immediately.
1: That's so true, man. It's like uh, just this weekend, my son threw away our, uh, our remote control. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm convinced he threw <laughs> away the remote control to the smart TV. And I've been wanting one of those really big ones for a while and I was like, finally I can go get it and I just I was like I was about to just get a car and go get it and I was like man I don't need that and it's like I felt so good about it the next day I was like I denied myself that pleasure of something I thought I needed and then my team member she's like you know there's an app on your phone you can you know use your tv now still and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> so the next day i found out about that but thank god i didn't buy the tv or i would have really right. felt stupid well and, and you know
0: <laughs> you said something too in relation to that it, it, it's just
1: it,
0: it, there's a difference between wants and needs right yeah i don't need a and 75 we, we think, inch tv we <laughs> so often think about our need like our wants are our needs but it, it, it's really it's and again we we <laughs> I'm not suggesting people don't live the life that they want to live. I mean, that's what we're all about. Right. And, and sharing our stories and the things that we've been able to do to get to the levels that we're at, to be successful and to have those things. But, um, I mean, you look at certain very successful people and yeah, they, they don't, they look at money from a different perspective as well. It's yeah, they have the things that they want, but you would never know it in a lot of cases too. I mean, there are some people that are living for the Joneses, right? Trying to keep up with the Joneses, but there's also the really, the, the real ideal, person is the millionaire next door right
1: i love that book
0: and Such and just book. To keep keep in check of you know what your asset what, what your assets are what your cash flow looks like and really you know um again i'm not suggesting that nobody lives the you know uh, a lifestyle that they want but it's it, again it's what do you need versus what you want right and i think that has a huge impact on decisions that we make today even in business right that's so, so true I mean, sometimes we make certain decisions and we don't, again, we, we have this blind spot, right. And we think that that's the right call because we need the immediate gratification. We want this deal done today. And sometimes we, we don't look at all the other noises coming in us the same, you know, trying to hold on the brakes, but we just get so tunnel focused and so visioned on that outcome that we just, we have that desire and want for, right. And then when it happens, guess what? You find out it's a train wreck.
1: And that's so true. I, I'm like that with marketing. I'm guilty with it. Like I'll try any type of marketing the next best thing. And I'll find myself spending so much money and uh, you know, okay. That marketing channel didn't work where I could have just, you know, been a little bit slower. Like I was talking to my SEO guy, my pay-per-click guy yesterday and almost increased my, my ad spend by like $3,000. And I was just like, well, let me think about it before I make that decision. Just cause he's like, Oh, I'll double your leads. And I'm a sucker for that. Like, do we oh, really yeah. need that? And we're not ready for it because my acquisition manager is already covered up with with leads. But I almost made a three thousand dollars a month decision and overwhelmed my acquisition manager all at the same time. <laughs> so you're right. Fully totally,
0: totally understand, man. It's, I mean, I it's funny. I just had a I just had a conversation with one of my team members that hey, and I call him up and I'm saying yeah, I found this, I found this, we got to do this, and he's like, dude, you just kind of like we have about thirty other things in the hopper right now we need to sit down and figure out where this fits. He's like, I'm not saying that's a bad idea, John, but we have to get these two things done first. Yeah. yeah. And a I'm visionary
1: like, always needs that person, you know? You know? <laughs> and
0: it's just like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant battle. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, we got to do this, 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 this. And they're like, we're still trying to work on things from like two weeks ago. <laughs> like it's almost like they never say no to me. But they'll just bring me in. They'll throw it up on the wall and say, okay, where does it fit then, John? Right? Where does it fit? I'm (laughs) sure they love it. We got all this other stuff that you wanted us to do, but where does it fit? You tell us.
1: I'm sure they love when you go on vacation. (laughs) They get a little break from all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) My sure. team hates it when I go to like a seminar, like I'm gone for like three or four days and like they brace for impact and they get back. All right, we're going to do like a million things. So i like, and I'll call like, all right, be at the office by 9am on Monday. I'm fired up. You, know, you go to the seminar, you come back and you're like restructuring your whole office. Man. Yeah. Everything's changed. We paint the building. Yeah, right. It's, That's, different.
0: it's hilarious. Oh man. Well, hey man, thanks a lot for for being on the call today. Um, if if people will want to reach out to you, Brent, I mean, I mean this whole land um, land buying it's really fascinating. I mean, because number one, America's not making any more land, right? And there's probably huge opportunities in this market. Um, but where can people reach out, or how can they get in contact with you if they want to, you know, just pick your brain and/or you know look at some of the coaching that you're doing? I think that's you know a huge offer that you're um, offering people too is just you know to have a mentor or coach who's been really successful in your niche, right? So where can people reach out to you and get a hold of you at?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking John. Uh, you know, the first place is head over to thelandsharks.com, the landsharks.com and there's a little form. I mean, you can read about it. There's a form on there too. If you want to fill it out and one of my team members will give you a call and, you know, see what your real estate goals are. And, you know, if you want to just kind of hit me up on Instagram, uh, my handle is uh, Brent L Bowers, Brent L Bowers. Um, but yeah, this has been fun. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like we didn't even talk about land, but very, I love the subject. It was a good time. So well, and we'll get
0: you back on it because we can dig into more of the land stuff too, you know, um, because I, I do really think it's fascinating and interesting for sure. Um, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, because when people think about real estate or, or investing, they're not necessarily thinking about lying, or
1: buying the land
0: or especially at discounted values and how you go about doing that.
1: So. That's so true. They're all running for those stinky cat pee houses with foundation <laughs> problems. And I mean, we, we have a house buying company side too and they go hand to hand pretty well but it's just so funny. And like, I can tell you like 15 people, that's my competition on the house side with the land. It's like maybe a couple. I and mean, I wouldn't even say competition, collaboration. I love when I find a good land investor, you know, we talking to one this morning and he gave me some good tips. I was like, Oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean,
0: it, it's probably more like friendly competitors, right. Or just like we said,
1: collaborations and yeah. You know, find, finding good people to do deals with and work with. So so true. That's so true. Yeah, one of the one of my buddies just called this morning, and he's buying three parcels from me in Arizona, and he's just going to resell them on terms. But I've got forty of them available, so I'm very happy to give away three of them or on wholesale. So, so good times.
0: What would be before you leave? What would be one thing that you would share with the listeners, um, and you know your your uh, listening base, and even the Beyond our Boundaries base? What would you consider? What would you say? Um, would be maybe just one nugget or takeaway that you've learned through your experience through being an entrepreneur and, and business owner. What one thing could you maybe leave us with, something that we could follow or just advice that you've gotten that's really helped you be successful, Brent, and where you're at today?
1: Yeah, take action daily. Every single day, take action. Don't get stuck in education mode. Turn off YouTube you know, granted, I'm a big, big believer in reading and education, but, you know, pick a path, stick to it and take action. Um, Don't, you know, don't uh, change courses as soon as it gets harder. As soon as you, this shiny object or a new marketing channel, if your marketing channel is cold calling, you stick to it or, you know, financial investment, whatever it is, financial planning, whatever the course is, stick to it. And then number two is, you know, remember the people that that stay behind and support you, your family members, your wife, your husband, your, your kids, and be there for them too. It's not all about the, uh, being successful in business. Uh, a successful business person also has a successful, you know, family and taking care of their loved ones and just remembering to be there uh, for them. That's awesome, dude. And I think, you know, your insight
0: too, is to take action, right. And, and I call it pick a lane and own it, Right. Pick a lane.
1: That's right.
0: Just pick that lane and own it. So that that's that's awesome advice. And again, thanks for being on here. And for our listeners, um, please send us comments, written comments. Um, we love the comments. We love the feedback. Um, let us know whether guests you'd like to have us have on the show. And uh, again, Brent, man, thanks for being here. And really appreciate you coming on. It's been uh, almost forty minutes now that we've been wrapping here today. So thanks, man.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All
0: right, buddy. Take care. Bye bye.